Hello and welcome to the Chatterkey podcast, where we just you know talk random shit uh, about specific topics. Uh, as usual, I am uh, the Dragon King Thomas Hughes. I'm Zenifier Gaming, aka Conor O'Shea, aka Zenifier ninety eight. Yeah, a lot of Zenifier Gaming, Zenifier. I oh, know. I need to sort it out. I will sort it out. I promise. <laughs> Uh, okay, and so the topic I have chosen for today, Connor, is something that we kind of discussed a little bit uh, at work, which is obviously, should movies get trailers before- beforehand? Because there's this massive debate at the moment regarding uh, Spider-Man No uh, Way Home, which is obviously that. The spoilers. People saying, okay, we want a trailer, but then like, okay, do we get a trailer? Do we want a trailer? Because, you know, we don't want to be let down or anything. So it's that sort of debate of, should movies get trailers before release or should they not? I think they should. Because there's two sides to the coin. There's yes and no. I think you said it best to me. Uh, they should get at least one and that's it. I think, I think there should be one main trailer. And maybe that trailer broken up into ones. But like, I mean, with the Venom trailer, we got one before. And then we got one recently which shows fucking loads. And it's just like, I feel like this show too much sometimes. Like, if you had the one trailer, let's say they have one main trailer for the film. And then there's obviously teaser trailers which were a breakdown of clips within that, but didn't show anything else. And it's, it's a hard one because obviously with marketing and stuff like that's that's a huge way of pulling people in, but it does spoil it in a way. So yeah, I mean, easily two sides to this like argument, isn't there? There's obviously the side of there's trailers that spoil it, and there's trailers that fucking don't spoil anything and just incredible looking. Obviously, in terms of spoilers, I think the big ones probably. Uh, Terminator Genesis, by the fact yeah, it's got the uh, John Connor twist in it, and everyone's like, "Why would you put that in the fucking trailer?" That's like something that you should never reveal in a trailer. That should be like in the movie, watching it, going, "Oh shit!" In fact, it wasn't a great movie anyway. See, there's some things that that could do it. Like let's say it's a new title, like a brand new film, no one knows anything about it. Then they can spoil stuff within the trailer because people won't know what what it is anyway. But obviously, having John Connor be a Terminator, everyone knows what that is, so there's like, oh, well, we already know this. So if it's an established franchise, it's harder to put out a trade of our spawning stuff, so. See, I feel like uh issue as well with, obviously, obviously, the fucking you saying that is, obviously, uh, Ready or Not, which was like a film mm. that no one would have heard of. They put the trailer out, and it's basically so the entire fucking film. And See, that did. Like that because it showed the premise, but I mean like characters, because people don't know characters. Like if you haven't watched the film, you're not going to be able to build a character from a trailer. But I mean like basically getting the whole premise of the film under the trailer is like, oh okay, you've just shown all these clips and what's going on. Yeah. Like didn't they show like someone dying within the trailer? And it's like well, and it's like yeah, so it's like how can you show everyone dying in the trailer? That just spoils what's going to happen in the film. Because when I saw that, I was like, I don't really want to watch it. Never seen the entire film in that, like, what, space of two and a half minutes or like that. But then okay. I went and actually watched it, and it was actually really good. I feel like a lot of people missed, missed it, though, because of, obviously, the trailer revealing so much. I remember it being, like, a big thing, and everyone was like, yeah, why is it revealing so much? But I feel like a lot of people missed it because, like, like, oh, I basically watched the film. I've already seen the trailer. It's, like, the film within 10 seconds, so... There's gotta be some other ones. There's gotta be um, some huge ones. Let's try and think of some. Uh, let's have a little Google, shall we? 
trailer. Oh, I think he kind of sport like a massive amount of it, but obviously he was trying to sell people on to go and watch it. Uh, obviously, Snyder's Justice League. There's a lot of like spoilers within that, but obviously, to be fair, he'd released. That already been out though, wasn't it? No, I mean stuff that hadn't even been in the other version. It was like a big character. It was a big character death that never took place in the first version that you see in the trailer for the second version, for the mm. original version, basically. So that was kind of spoilery, but I'm not too sure if he sport that beforehand anyway. And his concepts, because obviously he kept leaking shit in there, like the concept yeah. art, obviously the images from the sets. So I don't know if he already sport that one already. So obviously that's maybe why he put it in. But obviously that was quite a big spoiler because then you're watching the film, you're like, oh shit, okay, uh, three and a half hours in, that guy's dead. <laughs> See, maybe he did that as well to make people like, oh, there's so much change in this version. Yeah. I will go and watch it now. But obviously, if you hadn't have had the stuff before he released that, people would have been like, yeah, okay. Okay, I found like a, a list here, apparently. Um, Get apparently, one that we all know. Uh, Kingsman the Golden Circle had a few spoilers in the tra- uh, trailer. Um, I don't think I've watched the trailer or the film for that one, so I can't say anything. Let's have a look. Uh... No. Uh, so Lovely c- car going past. Uh, let's ambulance. go, I think. Oh, ambulance, no. one of them. <laughs> uh, Batman vs Superman. Spoil, uh, quite a, uh, a bit according to this thing I'm reading now. Don't spoil a trash film. Come on. <laughs> Talking to someone who actually enjoys that film. <sighs> uh, Terrible. Uh, going to this Lord of the Rings two towers, uh, sports some apparently. I feel like every child has got to spoil something because it has to show something that has never been revealed. Like you can't have a movie come out with no trailer. Like I feel like there has oh, to be a trailer. But it's it's got to be, it's gotta be a big one. Uh, just sort of bringing back to the first uh, podcast we did, uh, which is obviously Friday the Thirteenth, nineteen eighty. It spoiled every character's death. What, every single one? It kept coming up with like one, two, three, four, obviously over everyone's death. Uh, it shows the death of every character chronologically. Nice. That's probably got to be a big fun there. Has to be. Still a big hit there, so. Well, it was, obviously, but I mean, that's got to be a fucking big deal. Like, some of that level, that's like maximum level of spoiling everything. It'd be like releasing a horror film today and just showing everyone dying and go, here mm. you go. And then releasing the film and going, okay, we didn't see that much money come in. Yeah, because you sport the entire fucking death premise. Um, it's like um, some films don't spoil really the story, but I feel like they spoil some of the best scenes. Like a lot of that, like superhero films obviously spoil the best fighting scenes because they have to show something that's interesting. Like they showed quite a lot of the new Venom. Yeah, I feel like I they feel have like to show some stuff insane. that's interesting, but I feel like they could probably get away with like showing interesting stuff and not giving context behind yeah. it. Like sometimes you watch these trailers and it shows like an interesting moment. The one I just saw then was um, uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, where obviously in the trailer you see the island uh, Isla Nublar basically blown up because of yeah. the volcano. And I'm pretty sure if I'm correctly watching that trailer, I'm pretty sure they mentioned the volcano in the trailer and then show it. But I feel like they could show it and then you'd be like, "Wait, what? What? How?" But, like mention nothing about it and have it like randomly put in or like seem like it's like seamlessly nothing to do with anything else yeah and make you go wait what's going on here like you so, don't put like context behind it like you show the scene and make people go wait what because obviously it, sometimes it, they sometimes they overlay like 
clips of like from like earlier on in films, like when someone's actually said something over the top of this scene, usually sometimes in the trailers, and then that mm. gives the context for that scene. You're just like, yeah, but that's not part of that scene in the movie. You may just show that bit the the movie and make people go, shit, I gotta watch this. I need to know what the fuck's going on here. What's your feelings on trailers that show clips of the film that are cut out later on? Because that's not spoiling it, but I feel like sometimes you're like, oh, I can't wait to see that scene. Yeah, and I feel it's like gone. That, that sometimes is a bit of a, a kick in the balls. Because, you know, you, yeah. you're, you're waiting for that fucking moment and then it's just not even in the movie. You're just like, what? And it's like, where is it? And then, like, two years later, it's like, here's a director's cut with that scene in. It's like, oh, he could have kept that in. I feel like, um, what's the one I was watching recently? Um, the new Snake Eyes film. I saw it mm. recently, and uh, there's a scene in the trailer where the Baroness meets Snake Eyes. She's like, we've been watching you for a long time. Snake Eyes wasn't in the film. It that was in the trailer, like her commenting towards him, his name, and in that, I don't remember it at all being in that film. But then again, the end credit scene they used for it was in the trailer. Like the, the end credit scene. The last, the, the last scene of the final trailer they released is the end credit scene for the movie. Like it, it, it's just a, I feel like the problem is with movie studios and trailers is they release too many for one thing, like that because they're like oh we've got to advertise this like let's say they bring out one trailer and that appeals to like twenty percent of people then they're like oh we need to bring another trailer to get the rest of the people so they add new scenes in that will spoil it for the first twenty percent who have only seen the one trailer because they're like oh it's fine like but if you watch all the trailers for one film like you're gonna have a lot of the story already under your belt you know what I mean. I feel like it's a hard thing for a movie studio to do because they have to advertise. Yeah. But having such a like a wide amount of trailers, I mean, you got like the main trailers, the teaser trailers, like, and a lot of the times they don't use the same footage within it. It's always new footage or different footage, so it's hard to. Yeah. See, obviously, I I sort of agree with what you said there. Obviously, they release a trailer sometimes, and the, you get the first trailer, which is a bit, mm, and it only appeals to so many, and then the next trailer will fix that and appeal to everyone. A uh, pretty prime example for me would be the Suicide Squad. The first mm. trailer was good, but it wasn't groundbreaking. Obviously, it showed a completely different film to what the first one was. And it, obviously, that was enough to go, okay, uh, I'll be interested in this. But it wasn't until the second one that actually fully drew me in, because that was the one that showed its full range of chaos. But the first one was more uh, the comedy, whereas the second one was more the action side of the movie. Yeah, But I feel like... That's the trailer, the second one they should have put out first. And that should have been the only trailer, maybe. Or even if they had, like, a whole mix of the both. Like, let's say, what they should do is, like, sit down and say, what trailers do we want? Let's say they had the first and the second. And say, okay, let's take the bits from this and make it into one trailer. And then cut out parts that, like, aren't needed. So, like, obviously, you didn't like the first trailer. But if you had the first trailer mixed in with the second, like, the action and the comedy together, I feel like it would have been, like, that one big, like, hit trailer. Instead of having all these little ones that show a lot more of the yeah, film, I, f- I feel like the best way for him to market like some ways of doing this is obviously, as you say, you get your main trailer out, you show enough but not too much, just enough to get people interested and go, you know what, I'll check that movie out when it comes out. And then, as you said, obviously the bits about cutting it down into obviously that trailer into pieces, like like m- mashing them all into different clips and whatnot. I feel like they should put the first trailer out, say like a good few months beforehand. Just to get people interested and go, yeah, it's coming out in a few months, go check it out. And when it comes close to the actual film's released, then throw out these little ones. Like to just say, okay, yeah. this is out Friday. This is out, I don't know, uh, September 21st. 
like stuff like that. Like and obviously just slam it out like that. Don't just do like cause a lot of films have these teaser trailer just to announce the bigger trailer. Then they have the bigger trailer followed yeah. by another bigger trailer followed by the God knows how many TV spots. It's like you don't need all them. You just need so much to get through. Because obviously a lot of times like uh, posters, uh, they're used a lot of times for marketing. So you know billboards. Heck, I was uh, when I was uh, going to work the other day. I noticed the fucking big Walking Dead one. In, uh, down the road. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, because obviously it's advertised for Disney Plus. Is that the one that was like torn off the wall today? That's hanging on the floor. I don't know. I think I, I think it was all torn open. <laughs> Probably was. Uh, it is this area. Um, but yeah, obviously that was advertising for Disney Plus. So mm. you, you don't need to slam all this shit into trailers because you can focus on other aspects of marketing. Interviews. Interviews are a good way of marketing, which they do yeah. a lot. Uh, and even like show like a, like I got see see like sometimes on the you see like a talk show, you see like a celebrity, and uh, uh, sticking with Suicide Squad recently, uh, for example, you say you see like a James Gunn, he goes on like a talk show, uh, he brings like an exclusive clip, like not a spoiler clip, but as like, a specific scene that is isn't major to the movie, but it's enough to draw people in and go, ah, that's quite good, like a, maybe like a, a scene of like a joke or something, yeah. and just like, go, oh yeah, I've got this exclusive clip for you, here you go, and then put that on screen, like a. Who was it? Um, when back, roll back to Batman vs Superman. I mentioned that. Um, on the Jimmy Kimmel show, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Jimmy. Who's one of the Jimmys? Uh, He's one of the Jimmys. Is, is, is that Jimmy Kimmel the one that's like jokingly feuding with Matt Damon all these years? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh my god, I'm Fallon was sure the one in Jurassic like... World, isn't he? Jimmy Fallon was um... the one in Jurassic World, wasn't he? In the first one. You, you've confused me now. I can't think of who's what now. I think it's Jimmy Kimmel. Um, <laughs> either way, basically, when the Fantastic Man was coming out, uh, Ben Affleck went to on his show and was like, "He started speaking to me. He's like, he's like, oh, you brought me an exclusive clip, haven't you?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I brought you an exclusive clip." And he goes, "He goes, oh, I'm in the clip online." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And it basically puts this clip on screen, and it plays out like the first time, obviously, when the Batman and Superman meet in a normal side, Bruce and Clark, when they meet uh, uh, Lex Luthor's basically gala. Mm. Plays like that, and next minute he comes walking in the background, eating, and he's just looking around, and he walks off screen. And he comes back in and goes, he goes, uh, you, you're you're Superman, and he's like, what? He goes, yeah, you're Superman. He goes, no, I'm not. He goes, yeah, yeah, you're Superman, and he keeps putting glasses on him and goes, told you, you're <laughs> Superman, and he turns around and goes, wait, because he hears Ben Affleck talking. He goes, wait a minute. He said it again. He puts like a phone against his eyes, and it looks like Batman's eyes. And he goes, <laughs> "I'm gonna break your legs." And he goes, "You're Batman." And he starts getting into this argument with these two. And then Lex Luthor comes up, and he's like, "Ah, oh, uh, Clark Kent meet uh, Bruce Wayne." And he's like, he starts talking, and he's like, "No, no, no, Superman, Batman." And uh, fucking uh, Lex Luthor looks at Superman and goes, "Oh my god, I see it now. I'm, I'm an <laughs> idiot. I've been after a, a farmer's boy this entire time." And he goes, no, no, "You two carry on," and he just walks off. And uh, he starts fucking, obviously, he's slamming him and everything. He's like, ah, oh, have your autograph and everything. And Superman just picks him up and uh, just yeets him into the fucking uh, sky. And he lands on Mars and Matt Damon's up there. And he's like, uh, oh, I've been stuck in here because the Martian. And he starts <laughs> taking... Oh, yeah. that, 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 that's a good way of advertising because he's showing like a little clip. But you're also merging this new joke into it. Because that's, that's a really yeah, good way of advertising. Yeah, well, that's not in the film, but it's obviously like draws people in, especially on like talk show stuff. So. Yeah, it's like a really, that's a really good way of like, advertising something, in my opinion. See, it, it, obviously, it, the start of it is a, obviously basically as the scene plays out near enough like as normal. it is in the film, but then there's inserts into it 
to make it uh, this obviously joke version. So I feel like they could because obviously this is a scene that was in the trailer when it's not uh, obviously you knew they were going to meet at some point. So it's a scene that was not massive, massive spoilery, but. Uh, Obviously, then they just took that into a joke purposes, and I personally think that's a really great way of marketing like a movie. I think the thing is as well with them is like you can miss them. Like if you don't want to watch that, like your talk show host, you don't have to watch it. But like let's say you're watching YouTube, watching TV, you have to watch trailers. Like the amount of times I've been watching TV and I get a trailer for a film, that's like one thing, and then next advert like after the programs come back on you get like a totally different advert for the same film it's like i've seen like these two things that i maybe i didn't want to see i didn't want to spoil it for myself like i'm trying to avoid if like obviously anything comes out for new spider-man i'll avoid probably all the trailers just because i want to go in not expecting anything like after the ending of the obviously is it far from home yeah that's one yeah absolutely the ending of that i don't want any spoilers i want to go in and just watch it, like knowing what happened at the end of that, and be like, okay. I feel like no, if, they, def- if they do release a trailer, you're definitely going to struggle to not see any spoilers. Oh no! Then, then again, you get people spoil it for you, like uh, someone at work <laughs> who decided to empty bins while I started recording. Fucking spoiling Avengers Endgame for me. <laughs> nice. I'm so glad. And he's like, it, it's just the way he's like. Um, what did he say to me? He's like, oh, you, you would have seen it anyway. I'm watching it tonight in the cinema. Like, don't spoil it for me. Like, what the hell? That's like... the thing. Is this, it's a difficult thing to try and... No, that's why I feel like sometimes, obviously... obviously to... That was obviously from the movie itself. I mean, in terms of, obviously, trailers. As you say, if something pops up in that, someone's then going to go, oh, did you see mm-hmm. this and this? And then you'll be standing by there going, for fuck's sake... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not watching any interviews with Tom Holland because he always spoils everything. <laughs> Wait, Tom Holland and I think Mark Ruffalo are the two big ones for spoilers. Oh my god, yeah. But I feel like Mark Ruffalo just does it as a joke now. And See, Tom Mark Ruffalo does it as a joke They probably, pay, probably yeah. pay Tom Holland to do it now. They're like, oh, you're the king of spoilers. There you go. Just start saying random crap. Thing, yeah. Spoil it all. Because I know uh, when they did the uh, Avengers, obviously, I think it was Infinity War when they did all the press for that. Obviously, Bendit Cumberbatch was with Tom Holland most of the time, and every time he tried to say something, he just put his hand against his mouth and be like, no, no, no. He basically. Is that what Mark Ruffalo was like, yeah, all the Avengers die. <laughs> yeah, that was the one, yeah. And everyone yeah. was like, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, Cumberbatch kept ten- making him stop fucking spoiling shit. <laughs> Which is probably why they put Bendit Cumberbatch in the new Spider Man to keep Tom Holland quiet. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing, I'm a, I'm a big fan of trailers. When I go to a cinema, I love being in there early to watch the trailers on the big screen. Mm. Like seeing like, all these movies like pop up on the big screen. Like when they did, obviously, for example, like, Infinity War and Endgame when they came out, and I got those trailers on the big screen. That was so amazing. Um, even like the first, obviously, Suicide Squad trailer, the one that had Bohemian Rhapsody over the top of it. That's a really good trailer, uh, and that's I, I would love. I love when I saw that in a obviously cinema when it's on the screen. Uh, I I I love trailers, but obviously, as you say, there's then there's that other side of the coin of. Yeah, but sometimes they go a bit too far. It's like, I kind of didn't want that in a, uh, showing off in a trailer. I kind of want it to be its own thing and like not there at all. So then you don't have that idea. Yeah. But as you say, it's, it's a difficult thing because of marketing. You have to put trailers there, but it's a way of, you need to edit them a bit better, basically. You need to edit certain scenes out of it. It's, it's, it's to obviously, as you say, um, plugging stuff into the trailer, make people think, oh, it's going to be a big part of the movie. And then it's not. Like, again, Suicide Squad with Joker. First trailer, the end of the trailer, uh, they obviously showed Joker, didn't they? 
and obviously it made it look like he was a big part of this movie and then obviously yeah. it turns out fit the uh, obviously Warner Brothers just cut the shit out of the movie and basically put a couple of sequences of Joker that weren't massive for the movie that could have been cut out completely and not part of the film so is that a problem of studio interference as well sometimes I also think with that though is a lot of audience interference because I feel like people saw the trailer with him and was like oh I hate him as the Joker and it's like okay let's cut him out a bit more because I mean how many people's complaining like oh he looks terrible like his voice is terrible and I feel like from the marketing point of view it's probably like oh it's going to sell better if we cut him out a bit more Thing is, obviously I've, still got bad reviews but from what I read uh, there was uh, someone who worked I don't know someone, someone some big uh, suit guy um, was saying that uh, obviously they test audience both versions of the movie and both tested the exact same apparently even though a lot of people I've heard have stated that the the original version they saw the obviously the director's version is the better version so I don't know why they're saying this I think it's their way of trying to cover it all up basically it's the whole thing of having like someone else play the Joker and he's not even built upon. He's literally thrown in for a few scenes, and it's like, yeah, that was pointless. Like, don't show him off in the trailers. This like main character, because I mean, the Joker. If you're gonna put a Joker in the film, he's gonna be a main character. And then the throw him in, it's like, yeah, he's barely in it. You see him in like the helicopter, and that's about it. So, because that's the thing. Like, like it's, it's they say that came out that trailer, and obviously everyone was bashing, especially specifically him. They're like, mm, not too fussed on it. But then you look at the trailer for Justice League, the second trailer did the second of these Snyder Justice League ones and they showed him off again and everyone was like going crazy about how good he mm. looked, how good this was and everyone was just like being praised of this and like, yeah, I want more of this Jesus looking motherfucker. He's just showing the right things but without spoiling it. Like obviously yeah. they've got to make hype around a film like and some films have to show the best scenes to make people go and watch it but when you've got like big studios like Marvel you don't really need to show a lot of trailers and a lot of footage because people go and watch it anyway. I mean, like, some films don't... Like, Avengers Endgame, they could have not released a single trailer for that and everyone would have still watched it because it's like... How many audience watched the last one? Like, it was, I was big, so everyone's going to go watch this one anyway. It's, it's like... It's a hard one to put into perspective, but you need the trailers for the audience. But if you've already got a big fan base, how many trailers and how much footage do you need to make people go and watch it? Like... It's like established games, I mean, Call of Duty, for example, every year they've got a Call of Duty that comes out and it sells amazing. And it doesn't matter if the trailer comes out and it's bombed, or it's the best trailer I've ever seen, it still sells. They could literally release a new Call of Duty with, like, no trailers and it would still sell, just because the title. And so they I mean, they released one trailer so far, but it was like a, a live-action type of trailer. So they, just, yeah. they could release that and not even release a game trailer. Show a bit of gameplay, maybe, and they say it would sell no matter what, basically. You see, the thing is with games as well, especially big titles, is people don't even care about the trailers anymore. Most people go straight for the gameplay reveals, which is probably the biggest thing because everyone's like, oh, I want to actually see what the game's like. So these trailers, it's a hard one in the gaming industry because the only things that seem to get like huge trailers in the gaming side is like more story-driven games, not like multiplayer games. They don't, they get little ones, but what does that matter? That's not going to be in the, the game because it's a multiplayer game, but things like God of War, stuff like that they have to have like a, a kind of esque movie trailer because it is more movie type than a game so yeah i feel like with games though it's very rare you get a game that does spoil a lot in its trailer really 
James, see, games did quite well with it because a lot of the time as well, when you're playing it, it's your experience you change what happens in a way. Like, I mean, playing games like Mass Effect, you literally change what happens. But it, it's, I think it's harder to spoil a game than to spoil a movie because the movie's set. As soon as the movie's out, that's it. Like, how, how long is the longest movie you've ever watched? But how long is in, like, the film itself? Like, yeah, like the film itself. Project Justice League, which is four hours long. That's four hours. They've got four hours of footage, whereas a game, they've probably got like they could have fifty hours of footage because there's so much side stuff to do. And even like story games, the minimum amount is like fifteen hours. Like, so it's hard to spoil a game than it is a film. I think because obviously with a film, set scenes. Yeah, because games you can like, literally just like pick and choose. Like, I don't know this is a cut scene involving like a side quest that's not major, but it's enough like that's interesting to draw people in. Yeah. You just nick that and go. Here you go. Here's a bit of that footage in this trailer here. Yeah. I mean, and that doesn't have, to have anything to do with the main story. Whereas a film, you can't really have a side quest in a film because that's the the main thing. Obviously, you can put jokes in the trailer and stuff like the humor part, which takes away from like all the action sometimes and takes away from like what it is, but. I think that's like the the thing is with films is like it's hard to not spoil something that is so story driven. I think that's the same with like TV shows as well with trailers for TV mm. shows because, for example, if you get a trailer, if you put footage from later episodes, that kind of spoils like sometimes how it, like a show is going to lead into. So like, I don't know, say for you see like a character is like really badly hurt you, you're watching it you watch the first episode you don't see anything like that you're like okay one of these episodes at some point this character's gonna get really badly hurt so that's kind of a sport that i know that in the back of my mind this is going to happen in this show so yeah. fingers with tv shows though i feel like they could like pick and choose like so obviously a lot of times you watch trailers sometimes it's like someone talking but there's like clips over it that aren't related to that person talking so like they could easily like pick like stills or very short scenes from like shows or even it works for movies as well and put them over this like it's like a I don't know you see someone talking about uh, death or something you see someone like looking over a cliff or something like that I don't know like, it's it's there's ways you can get around spoiling it but still doing enough to draw people in because you need to draw people in if you're going to do a trailer you need to draw people in because sometimes you can watch a trailer and be like that's dog shit I'm not that interested in this or sometimes fingers out they can put so much in a trailer and go that's interesting. I might watch that. And then you watch the thing. It's like really bad. Yeah. It's like, well, it's like obviously with TV shows, TV shows show a lot of like pace. And then obviously when you watch TV show, it's got to build the characters up in the first so many episodes. So then it slows down and you're like, oh, this series that probably will get better on. because I've watched the trailer. It's so slow to get into. You just burn out on it. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, you know, I have a hard time watching TV shows. Like, I get so bored after so many episodes. I'm just sat there watching. I'm like, yeah, I'm done now. Like, there's only some that I've watched. Obviously, like I like programs where I can jump in anywhere, really, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There's not many episodes which lead on. Like You, you need some context sometimes for the story, but uh, don't need to re-lead on. I can jump into the last season or the, or the first season, and it's like, you know, I kind of know what's going on. Fam- same as Family Guy. But when you watch things like, obviously, you watch like The Flash and stuff like that, I couldn't just jump into halfway and make any sense of it. I'd have to go straight back to the beginning. And I think sometimes you have bad seasons as well, where I'll, if I was like, oh no, watching season one, they got season two and it's bad, I'd be like, oh, I'm done now, I'm not even going to bother with the rest. Like, if this is so bad, why would I bother with the other like six seasons? So, that's, that's I think the, trailers need yeah. to sell it. They need to sell it, but not oversell, like, sell some stuff in it. So, I feel like I WandaVision did a good job. At, I think WandaVision did a good job at selling it for the fact that it showcased its 
it's obviously comedy and a few obviously like big sequences and you just like obviously it wasn't fully context it was like like for example that scene when it's like a vision it's like a obviously we'll this is our home we'll fight for our home and it's obviously that was obviously a big scene but it's just like okay so where's this coming from exactly because it didn't mm-hmm. show anything around it it didn't show that agatha and white vision were there about to fight them it just showed them to say him saying this and it didn't show obviously over that its main focus is showing that it's this like sitcom style show but there is still this mcu side of it it didn't spoil anything really like major major it didn't spoil any of the characters but obviously with disney plus being a new streaming service and that was like one of the biggest things to be released on it i feel like they didn't really need tons of context for yeah. trailers anyway so it was like, the first, I mean, like mcu subscribe? Uh, fucking millions it was the first mcu so thing on. since what uh far from home yeah so it's like a huge everyone's gonna be like oh let's like watch that new marvel thing like I say marvel's got it easy in a way because they've got such a big fan base like they're trying to they could literally put out just a, a a picture of like a character and then a date and people be like oh my god this is the best thing ever i feel like though for like obviously non-established characters like that people might not know that much about then maybe like if they haven't appeared in other films like for example guardians that one they had to sort of sell with obviously trailers the fact that not a lot of people knew who the guardians were yeah uh shang chi that one they had to sell with a trailer because again not many people knew who shang chi was uh but most other ones they've done uh are established beforehand i think maybe captain marvel as well that had to have the trailer because again mm. some people might not know who she was but i mean like iron man captain america for black widow uh mm. avengers Ant- well, ant-man kind of maybe needed one as well just to just to establish for some people who he was he wasn't such a joke like he was like an actual big thing black panther people knew he was thanks to civil war uh spider-man that needs one for him really because you know he's i mean he's like the biggest superhero ever isn't he but, i mean so. literally like ant-man captain marvel shang chi and guardians the four not massive even eternals that's coming up ones that people don't even know much about or don't have a clue they are those sort of ones yes maybe throw like a little teaser trailer just to yeah okay this is what this character is this is what you can expect from this movie go watch it but as i say all the other ones they don't need to because people know who they are maybe, maybe the spider-man ones to the fact that uh, how bad obviously the last amazing Spider-Man was maybe that just to like flush it later but, but then obviously uh, far, far from home I didn't really need to like, obviously they had to wait literally for Endgame to finish its theatrical run before they could even put that out yeah so, literally that one probably didn't need to but I mean even like I feel like DC have to as well for the fact that uh, obviously their films are always mixed received so they kind of have yeah, to put the trailers out cool. uh, I mean like other like studios, they say they kind of need to just to, like sell their movies because they're not as big as it. I feel like the Jurassic Park franchise again is another one that probably doesn't need trailers because it's a big franchise. Uh, Sammy Terminator, big franchise, you don't really need them. But I feel like if it was a bad instant beforehand, you kind of have to put this trailer out just to ease people. Go okay, this is nothing like this film. This is it's a new film, nothing related. You can see from this. Uh, uh, prime example i say snake eyes uh first film was a really goofy uh it's kind of badly aged now in terms of cgi film second one went a bit more serious but it still had that goofiness from the first one a bit it's still in there but this one was like its own brand new movie nothing related to them serious as hell so need that trailer just to prove that it was different to them yeah so it's always like a two sides of the coin with trailers really 
See, personally, when I and when there's like an established film, like obviously like Spider Man stuff, I try to avoid the trailers fast stuff anyway because I always find when I miss the trailers and go and watch the film, I enjoy it more than when I've seen the trailers and get hyped for it too much. And I watch the film, I'm like, I'm disappointed now. Like, I'm trying to think of a film. Like, I feel like the very first Spider Man, um, was it Homecoming? I watched a few trailers for that. I still thought the movie was good, but I really loved Far From Home because I literally didn't watch any trailers. I had no spoilers. I had no context for the film. I literally went in just knowing it's Spider-Man. I'm going to watch it. And I know a lot of people like preferred Homecoming than Far From Home, but I would always put Far From Home above that. Yeah, I preferred like, Far From Home. But I loved Homecoming. Like, both films are amazing, but I enjoyed it more because I didn't have this hype build-up. I didn't have this hype just to go and be like, oh, like it's just another superhero movie, really. Like, Obviously, what, what else would I expect? But when I saw uh, Far From Home, I was like, I haven't seen anything from this. I've got no hype, I just know Spider-Man. So I was like, watching the film with like a level mind, I wasn't getting his hype. So I think sometimes you, I overhype films. Yeah. 100%. So. I feel like though with uh, some, obviously, for Gamma Superhero films, uh, if obviously you got this normal sort of run-of-the-mill type of superhero film, like nothing's like different. To, like, around Black Widow, it's basically run-of-the-mill normal superhero film. There's nothing really different about it. Those ones, you could probably get away with a trailer because they say it's just running the mill, nothing new. But I feel like for something like, for example, Eternals, which has got this really big director behind it, who's obviously just coming off the back of an Oscar win. Uh, yeah. And it's obviously going to be a completely different stylized movie to what you've normally seen. That you need to showcase uh, a trailer for just to show that it's going to be completely different. Obviously, again, going back to Suicide Squad, uh, compared to all the other DC movies, this is like the, the most over-the-top, gore-filled, comedy-filled one possible so they had to show trailers to prove it was going to be different to everything beforehand so i feel like some need it just to prove that they're going to be something different and show that they're not the generic film you normally see and then ones that are these sort of generic ones they don't need it because well they don't need it yeah see i think personally my favorite trailers are like when they have voice clips from the film but they don't really show any footage from the film. Like, let's say it's, like, panning across, like, different, like, scenes. Like, not, not like, scenes of the film, but, like, just different, like, setting scenes. And then at the end, it has, like, all the voice clips of all the people, and at the end it'll just show, like, all of them together. There's, there's no actual clips in the film. It just shows off the characters and then the voice clips. So that that kind of gets me more hope for something rather than, like, just scenes that are straight from the film. Like... I don't want to see all these scenes that I'm going to see when I go to cinema, like, or when I'm going to watch it on at home, or... It's, I feel like it's a hard thing to make. It's, like, a really good fucking trailer. I always think the very first trailer of the release, where it's so cryptic, but you still get context for the film, are the better ones, until, like, the release, like, this big trailer, where it reveals loads, it reveals, like, the main character, it reveals, like, who, who if there's an obviously superhero movie, the main villain, like... Like, with um, the new uh, Venom film, they didn't really like have to show Carnage. They could have shown so much without him. And when he came into the film, like, oh my god, like it's Carnage. You know what I mean, like he, he's quite an established villain. He's not like he's a super well known. Not like I don't know Green Goblin now or something like. He's obviously a huge villain. But that'd be something like even if they the slightly teased him or like didn't actually show him like in the full uh, Carnage like you know thing and just showed Woody Allison sat there. It would have been like, oh, I can't wait to see him as Carnage. Like fans would know it's going to be Carnage, but people who aren't big fans might be like, oh, who's he going to be? Or, but obviously Venom being such a big character anyway, people are going to go and watch it. Like, it's a hard thing. 
Yeah, but obviously in, in that trailer, it has some really good fucking scenes, like when he's in that church thing. Is it a church? Yeah, I think is. it is. Which was in the first like, that, that, tra- like, that was like, to me, the, I was like, the, that looks fucking amazing. Yeah, the one shot was in the first uh, trailer. Yeah, I was like, that looks really fucking cool. But then again, I could watch it and be like, oh, I've seen this now. So it's less of that. Like, it could be walking towards the church and I'm like, oh, I know what's coming here. Like, that's less of the anticipation, but... It, I think I think the it's it's hard one with trailers because yeah. they need to show enough off to make people want to go, but they can't show enough off that or spoil the film. So I, I personally think that films need trailers, but not as in depth trailers. Maybe yeah. a few more cryptic type trailers. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. Uh, I feel like we said our piece on this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give us trailers without spoilers, please. Um, okay so it's news time Uh, okay so movie news I've I've got here today obviously I brought up Snake Eyes earlier Uh, in the US they've literally just put it on uh, video on demand Mm. only like 25 days after something like that after it's been out in cinema which is very short before they put it on demand it didn't do very well but the thing is they put it on demand literally a day before it's UK release yeah so obviously it took a month before it even came out in the UK like again, that's like that's a big problem as well. Like they they keep releasing these films early on streaming platforms in other countries, and yeah, it's going to do bad in other countries. Because I mean, how many people are going to pirate the film? Like it's it's a problem. Like hundred percent. Like stop releasing films in one country and not another. Like exactly. England's a big market. Like it's like, gonna, it's like when they did Man and Wasp. Uh, that came out in like the July of twenty nineteen. No, eighteen. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't get it till fucking August 2018. So I went and to like, the cinema, and it was like, I had yeah. to like keep off the internet for like a month just so I didn't get spoiled. And people, that's another thing as well, we spoilers. People are going to have the incentive to go out and just pirate the film There's, because they don't want to get spoiled. They want to watch it before they get anything spoiled. It's, it's a hard one. Like, But I think maybe have like a worldwide release. Like with games, normally it's like everyone has it at the same time. Exactly. Like it's released at the same time. Try and at least try and do that rather than anything else it's a hard one man especially exactly. new streaming platforms and covid like exactly yeah um what else we got uh free guy that new ryan reynolds video game based movie uh is actually surprised uh, everyone with a 28.4 million dollar opening on top of its really good reviews apparently so it's, it's getting a sequel yeah apparently it's already getting a sequel because it's been that well received that's good can't wait to watch it I want to watch it. I yeah. don't know if I'm I'm that hyped for it, but I want to watch it. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. Uh, obviously, some of, I found it the other day. Obviously, Amazon are negotiating to get the rights from Sony to Hotel Transylvania 4. Oh, so, yeah. it skips it and runs straight to Prime Video. And the current price I'm hearing is 100 million. Million. That's the current that's, price I, I'm hearing. I feel like that's not a bad price. Cause I feel like Hotel Transylvania is a, like a big film now. Like, I yeah. mean, obviously... Any kids' film seems big. Like if you establish, I mean, not Minions for God's sake. That's that's huge. It's like the biggest box office kids animated film or something. So yeah, if he's already got a good audience and you can get it for a good price, why not? <laughs> exactly. Plus, it means we get to watch it at home with our feet up instead of a uh, instead of in cinemas. Uh, anyway, uh, that's my movie news. So TV news. I found out that the Witcher prequel uh has added ten more people to its cast. Yeah, have nabbed two directors to basically because apparently it's gonna be six episodes. They got two directors to do three each. Oh yeah, 
So hopefully that so should be interesting. That's the anime, the like no, animated one. That's the live action prequel. Oh, that's the live action prequel. Yeah, the animated one, which is due the twenty third, is already done, ready to go. Oh, that's, so it's done. That's just one movie. Um, Disney Plus have nabbed the UK rights to the new Hulu series Why the Last Man, which is obviously based on a comic book by DC, uh, which is going to begin airing September twenty second over here. I think it's airing like a week before in America, but obviously it's twenty second over here. Yeah. Uh, and sticking with obviously Disney because FX is technically Disney. Um, the Alien series by Noah Hawley is expected to release in twenty twenty three. A long way before we get our next instalment in the right. Alien universe. I'm not looking forward to that because Noah Hall is a good uh, director and like creator. He's the guy who did Fargo, and I believe he's the guy who did Legion, DC, uh, the Marvel series. Sorry, yeah, the X Men one. I believe he's the guy behind that as well. He almost did a Doctor Doom one at one point of film. Obviously, that just fell through when Disney got the rights to Fantastic Four. Yeah, uh, and that's all my news. You got any? Uh... Fantastic Four. <laughs> got any gaming news? Uh, gaming news. Uh, obviously the Pokemon reveal trailer esque thing earlier. What was it like? The announcements that uh, came out showed Diamond and Pearl remakes off. Uh, I'm not overly impressed by them, but obviously Pokemon is going to do well. Um, Legend Arceus one that got released that looks fucking brilliant. I think that that looks way better than <laughs> any other Pokemon game yet. Just keeps more open world. Yeah. Looks like Pokemon's had a baby with Breath of the Wild. So, uh, Call of Duty is getting a reveal for the new installment, which is Vanguard, right? Yep. Call of Duty Vanguard, I think the new one is. Yep. Um, is there anything massive that's really happening in gaming other than reveals? Because I feel like it's the time of the year where everyone's revealing stuff now. It's like that big thing towards the end of the year where it's like, here's so, Battlefield coming out, here's Call of Duty coming out, so Pokemon. You got, you got reveals because you got like, um, Hellraiser going to Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I saw Hellraiser. Everyone was upset because it wasn't Spring Trap um, Five Night at Freddy's or whatever, which had, I don't understand. Do you want to hear my, uh, do you hear my uh, bit of gaming news I found that I wouldn't tell you about? Go on then. It involves Dead by Daylight, actually. Do you know, obviously, uh, Stranger Things is in it. Mm. Apparently, it's leaving it in November. Apparently, the down, uh, if you don't own the DLC, you can't buy it after the cutoff point in November. But if you do own it, you can keep you can keep playing as the characters. But you can't use the map. The map's been taken off completely. That's going to be a... I don't know how they're going to go around that in, like, let's say, the competitive S thing. They're just going to give, like, the character-specific abilities to everyone for free, or...? I don't know, because from what I'm reading, it's more likely to do the rights. So, obviously, the rights are probably up on mm. the character, and they can't use it anymore. But they can still keep it in the game, and they just can't sell it anymore. I thought that was quite a big weird. So if you don't own it, you're just... fucked, basically. If you, if you want to own it, you have to buy it now. But apparently it's going on sale. Apparently they're putting it uh, on sale to try and basically get people to buy it before it goes off. It'll probably go really cheap. Like, I think um, Dead by Daylight recently has been putting out quite DLC quite fast. Like uh, Resident Evil chapter was like, what, month or two back? And now Hellrise 1's coming out? Like, that seems really fast to me. Like, he's like, they've, oh, they've, always, they've always been no, faster, no. I think. I think they've always released one every, every other month. I don't think it is this fast. I, I thought it was normally slowed down. I mean, when I obviously started playing the game, I doesn't know your characters released till Nemesis, and that was a good like five months, I think. And all of a sudden, it's like bam, here's uh, Hellraiser in it now, or Pinhead. I think he's a good character. I I, I think people are upset because it wasn't Springtrap from Five Nights at Freddy's, but I think 
he's, he's literally a classic horror character. Like, I'd rather have Pinhead than this new horror character. Like, no, because Pinhead also, starts in with your, your Michael Myers mm-hmm. and Eddie Kruger and Leatherface. It slots in nicely with them, doesn't it? And Ghostface. I think it's easy to get, obviously, a movie character as well, like an established movie character, then another game's character. Like, yeah. people that, like, a game's character is not going to give their characters to another game. Like, it's very hard to well, do that unless it's uh, got rights to it or it fits in without a story, I guess. Exactly. Any other game yeah. you found? Or is that it? I'm trying to think. I don't think there's much really... There is a lot going on, but it's nothing major. Um, I no. saw... The only other thing I saw was Oculus are trying to do some AR stuff, like augmented reality over VR. That's interesting, but I don't know when that's going to get implemented. I think it's they expect it next year. I think, like at least like beta pro, like or alpha or whatever. That's going to be a bit weird because they're they're talking about like you could go out in real life with this thing on and go and see like all this stuff. Like imagine walking down the street with an Oculus on. Like no. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that's my gaming news up. Uh, okay, I found some interesting news, which kind of plays into TV at the same time, but it's also interesting. Uh, Safe Park creators have brought the rights to Casa Bonita. Because the, the, what, 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 what? The, the restaurant Casa Bonita that's in Safe Park. Oh, yeah. But they brought the rights to it. Because it was obviously struggling due to COVID, so it's going to close down. And because Safe Park has signed a deal with Paramount recently, a big fucking uh, whopping, I think it was like... It's ridiculous amount, uh, almost. I think it wasn't far off a billion dollars deal, sort of thing. Uh, they've obviously used some of that money to save Casa Bonita. Obviously, they own the rights to the restaurant there. Oh my god! Exactly. Um, this one's also sort of TV. Uh, Ned Flanders from uh, Simpsons is getting his own Adidas uh, trainers, like his own custom yeah. trainers, like his colour scheme and everything. I saw that. Like, what you- the fuck? That's uh, very cool. They did quite a lot with that, like uh, yeah. character shoes and stuff. I know Simpsons have got a few pairs of shoes that are out anyway. Yeah, no Flanders. That's a weird one. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and this is this is something from last week. Actually, I saw it only recently. Though, um, one of the wa- wandering walrus sets home on a motorboat. It's like a walrus that like, keeps like traveling to different places, and he's like just chilling on a motorboat. <laughs> he's just he's literally chilling. There's two pictures. One of him like looks like he's driving it, and one was just hanging over the edge. And he's he's like a big fat fucking walrus. I mean, all I heard was walrus and motorboat, and now my mind went somewhere else. My mind... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, quite, I thought that was quite funny. That's very funny. It's from last week, but I only just saw it. Um, I think that's all my news. Yeah, that's all my news. Uh, so Tom's famous movie review. Review time. Uh. Again, this is. I had a few discussions of how, what I was going to choose for this. So I was considering a TV show. I was considering like a specific mm-hmm. episode. Literally, I just watched like right before recording uh, the What If episode of Black Panther, uh, which is really fucking good. Uh, so I could have done that, but I chose something I watched last night actually, uh, which is a film called Prophecy. Uh, Never heard of it. Is it old film, new film? What is that? <laughs> it's, a, it's a. It's kind of like a man bear pig. Uh, it was uh, it was directed by the late John uh, Frankenheimer, and written by Dave uh, David Seltzer, who wrote the original Omen, mm. and it was released in 1979. Jesus! Uh, but it recently got released as in Monday, I think, uh, on Blu-ray for the first time in the UK. New and snatched it up. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd forget it. See what it's like. Uh, it's got quite a famous cast, I will say. Um, 
how do I say this? Uh, the monster is very clearly a man in a suit. A man in a suit. He's very clearly a man in a suit. Can you get a picture and just pop it up on screen? I will, yes. It's very, it's very yeah, clearly a dude in the suit running around. Um, <laughs> the first half of the movie was kind of bland and kind of boring at times. I, I literally fell asleep at one point. Uh, I, just, no, I, I just nodded off a lot. It was it's 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 an environmental uh horror, so it's sort of like they're just trying to like say like obviously you're destroying the environment, this is what happens if you destroy the environment, that sort of thing. And it was just kind of boring. I think it's, it didn't help that like, the the characters were very bland and very wooden. They weren't the best of characters in the first half. But I feel like the second half really picked up because that's when it dove into its horror core. It like yeah. uh, obviously that's when obviously the death started happening, I think. Uh people started the numbers started going down to like minimum amount. And there's a lot more going on. But I just feel like it suffered with its first half. I feel like it suffered with its kills, to be fair, because the kills were quite uh, uh, grinded down. I think it got released as a PG back in the day. It claims it's a 15, but I won't really call it 15. The, the kills weren't that brutal. And the only one that I could say that maybe was brutal was the guy that got decapitated, his head. That was it. Mm. But it was like a quick, like, it ran at him, and it ran off, and the next minute he's got a head. Mm. Like, everyone, else that, everyone else that died was sort of like, Smack to the side, like it was just literally like a smack to the side, but they had claw marks all over them. They're dead. That was literally yeah. it. Um, the story's all right. I will say that the story's quite decent. Obviously, it's, as you say, it's the idea of oh, we're, we're polluting nature and it's literally creating like these hybrid monsters that are just going on a rampage. But these like many the, suits. The creature it's like based on is literally what inspired the man bear pig from South Park. It's like an old sort of legend, like. Like and, a myth thing. Like, a, like an Indian legend, yeah. And it's like, see, like a, basically, like a, essentially like a mutant bear type creature. Um, the music at times very much feels like Jaws. You very much feel like you're watching Jaws again. You can still hear the... Mm, boom, boom, boom. building up like... Yeah, it's literally a scene when the bear's underwater and you can hear the fucking music kicking <laughs> and he's like... This is the same like Jaws every fucking five minutes. Um bear half shark. <laughs> There is one shot I really liked where this guy was like staring down uh, the bear and you saw it from a distance because characters are in the water and they saw it from a distance. It's all misty, it's all foggy. And it's like this shot of him standing there and the bear is tearing over him. And I thought it was a really good shot. And it led to a funny moment when the bears just start ragging this guy around in the air. Like you just see it from a distance. Like it's, you clearly see it, it's clearly like, yeah, basically like that. Um, it's, it's, it's another one of those ones that's tried to catch you on know, a success from a few years before, but it's like trying to catch light in the bottle. You're not going to really do it. Um, it's not a terrible, but it's not great. It's just... Jaws better than Jaws. Jaws is a Jaws copy. It's just meh. But I respect the fact it was all practical. I respect that mm. it was like practical effects and whatnot, which, you know, at the times you had to do practical, but I mean, I always respect films that even now that use practical over special effects. So there's always that bonus. And I did find there's some scenes that are quite funny. Like this character died, but they're in a sleeping bag. But instead of like having blood and guts by there, the sleeping bag basically exploded against a tree and like all the stuff inside the sleeping bag just exploded everywhere, which is quite funny. <laughs> and then like, the main character uh, at one point got like an arrow and did like a a jump to try and stab like the creature in the head. But it was like a really funny moment of him trying to like impale this arrow into his head, but his, his legs were flying in the air. It was just cracking me off. I was like, for fuck's sake. Um... I will say, if you want to see a movie with Adrian at a Rocky, Adrian! Mm. Uh, the actor who voices Ratchet in the first four Transformers live-action films, and the guy who played the Doctor in The, the, the Thing, uh, you know, watch Prophecy. It's got, as I say, it's got quite, it's got quite a big 
and well known, obviously cast and obviously people behind the scenes and whatnot. It's just, it's just very meh. It's, it's. I not mean, like the day of release, there probably wasn't like a well known then. Probably wasn't these huge stars then. Uh, so I, th- I think, in terms of the writer, this was just off the back of Omen. It was only a few yeah. years prior. I think it was a year prior he did Omen Two, so it was obviously it was off the back of them. From what I read, obviously there was a lot of issues of studio cutting it down and stuff like that. Obviously they cut away a lot of the gore because apparently there was a lot of gore. There's a lot of scenes that was deleted from it. Uh, the sex scene deleted from it. I read. Damn it! Oh, that's exactly. the only reason I watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's not great, but it's not bad. So I feel like a rating of two point five out of five. Like it's a mid card movie. It's not shit. It has its moments, but it's not great. Like if I feel like if they up the kills, like made obviously actually add the original versions in, then maybe I'll give it maybe a little bit higher. But for the fact the first half of the film was just bland. Basically, basically the first half is bland. The second half's good. So it's basically that's why it's a mid card movie. It struggles to get to the the forty fifty minute mark, but then from there onwards it does well basically. Uh, so the movie is meh, but it's bearable. Bearable! Oh my god, you're unbearable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, okay. So I have a, I don't have any questions, uh, but I do have a question for you, Connor. Oh my god, go on. Do you reckon I get this tube up my ass? <laughs> what is that? Get out of the bag, I'll tell you. What's it for? Fake blood. Oh. I have to buy a tube for the fake blood scene we got to do. You might be able to get it up there. Oh, yeah, that'll go up there. Give yourself a little enema. If I drink, I can get it. End to end. <laughs> I reckon you have to get it and pull it out of your mouth. <laughs> 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 I wasn't expecting that question at all. <laughs> Good question, was it? It is a pretty good question. It's unexpected. I, I, I saw the bag and was like, yeah, i got a good joke here. Uh, okay, so that's it for the Chatcab podcast this week. Yeah, we still uh, need some questions on the channel. If anyone has any, please comment. Like, I, I know people probably don't make it, so we need to ask this at the beginning because some people probably won't make it this far, so <laughs> get into the beginning. People should, probably listen to it. We should do it at the start and then at the end. Yeah. yeah. Any questions? Uh, subscribe, like, share if if you want to share. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't share this with a tube at the end. Uh, uh, anything just to give us a bit more help with questions would be great. Not struggling on topics. It'd just be nice to have a little extra segment for some fan questions at the end. Yeah. So, hopefully, nice. hopefully we get some. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, as always, I've been your host, Ranking Thomas Hughes. And I'm Connor O'Shea, aka Zenithfire98/Zenithfiregamer. I need to sort that out. I will sort it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say Zenithfire98 for now. Uh, okay, then. thanks for listening. Peace out, man. See you later. Good luck with that tube. <laughs> <laughs>